This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. And you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Welcome to this episode of Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, and I've been joined here by my wingman, Mr. Brian Corbett from Smoking Scullies. How you doing, bro? Doing good, man. How about you? I'm good. I just, we're live uh-huh. at Chilling and Grilling at the Glades in Wise, Virginia, uh, which I have to, I have said many times is my favorite contest in the world. And again, tonight, and I may cry in the next five minutes, but uh, today is Kim and I's 22nd wedding anniversary. I was just about to stop you and wish you happy anniversary because <laughs> I was going to try to make you cry within the first five minutes. <laughs> So happy anniversary. 22 years is a long time. A lot of people don't make it that far. Cheers to both of you. She hasn't killed me. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, She might still be in the planning process. (laughs) To do that right, you know, you got to have a plan. (laughs) Right. Uh, And again, today they proved it themselves again with, they gave us an anniversary cake at the the social hour tonight. And uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't know what's in my drink. Styrofoam. No, that looks something like organic. Oh, that's a nice cube. We're good. Uh, Got a little bourbon here. Got a little wild last night, I'm not going to lie. Also joined here by Still Working On It's uh, Stephen Hypes. Hi, guys. How are you? Speak up. Talk to the microphone. Oh, I've got to talk to the microphone now. Yeah, yeah. We're here. We're live. We're also here with Jerry Stevenson from Redneck Scientific. Say hi, Jerry. Hi, I'm not being paid for this appearance. But it's going to be all right. It's fair. Wait a minute, people get paid for this appearance? Wait, you're not? Oh, never mind. <laughs> wow. It's day on the A pay. Uh, yeah, but like this is, I've said it many times, this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite contest. And again, today they proved it. And uh, we got a pretty decent evening tonight. Uh, last night was one of those rare instances where. 12 people sat down around in a circle and nine people brought their own bottle of bourbon. That can hurt on a Friday morning. It, it did. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh, apparently me and Chris Salisbury went on a walkabout at to 2 in the morning. Where? All over the place. Kim's, oh, wow. Kim's here. Little G's here too. Yep. Hi everybody. It was more like a serpentine kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the, little, little slurry slurry bear did come out yeah yeah and the mayor was like what'd you guys get into last time i'm like i'm pretty sure if one of your 10 million cops around here was out last night then me and chris would have been arrested <laughs> so speaking of mayors yeah i understand you are the de facto mayor for three days while this contact absolutely contact absolutely i get to i get to make decrees i get to not really do anything like that but yeah i mean this contest is it's eight years now. We've cooked it seven years. Wow. Uh, we've cooked it all, all but the one year when they had the contest in Morgantown, West Virginia, which is uh, my hometown. So I couldn't miss that. Ended up winning that contest and going to the Jack. So it was worth it. So it was worth it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, you've cooked it a lot. You've won this contest, haven't you? Yeah. The year I wasn't here, of course. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It was ma- a magical way, moment. Not anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Magical moment. I had nobody come hug me, so that was the only disappointment the whole day. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fine. This is usually a Walt from uh, God. What's his Rocky team Top. name? Rocky, Rocky Top. Top. Yeah, he's so irrelevant now that I can't remember his team name. Oh, forgotten uh, quick these days. Well, he ain't here. He's not here. I'm no. surprised he's not. Here. And he said this was one of the two he was going to do. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll call him later. We and have him on the podcast. We should do you guys, now definitely that would be a phone through the microphone, and you can't understand what that guy's saying anyway. In <laughs> Need person. an interpreter. Right. I don't speak Tennessee. 
Yeah. You might. Not even close. I think part part of what it is, Tennessee's finally winning a couple football games, so he's giving up on barbecue and now I'm concentrating on football. When Tennessee you know, was losing in football, Walt was winning world championships in yeah, barbecue. That's so right. That's true. I mean, not everyone can be as irrelevant as Virginia Tech. That hurt. That's also true. We we were relevant once, I think. It was a while ago. Yeah. But that was in Michael Vick days. Yeah. Fun fact, Kim and I met during Virginia Tech West Virginia weekend in Morgantown, West Virginia. 1999. 1999 when Michael Vick ran down the sideline, got a first down, ran 40 yards at the end of the game, kicked a field goal, and her and her sister celebrating in the student section like they won the lottery. And I'm like, like that was, you don't do that up there. And like people wanted to kill them. I was like, hey, I'm fixing on that chick. Like, leave her alone. I was the mayor of that place too. Morgantown. Oh yeah, no, of the student section. Yeah, she didn't didn't do much in that in that part of the world without me knowing about it. Last time I went to a game in Morgantown, we got beat by about 49 points, and everybody still wanted to fight us on the way out. It was incredible. Grandma's throwing stuff at us and, you know, saying yeah. words that I didn't know what they were. Yeah. Classy place. Stay, cla- stay classy, West yeah. Virginia. One of the best things that we ever did, which was so insulting and horrible, uh, but Notre Dame came to town once, and my college roommate Sam had a box of Lucky Charms and was throwing them in the tubas of the oh, wow. Notre Dame in band. The tubas? And going, you can have all of the Lucky Charms. <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments ever. But looking back on it. That's harmless. That's fine. It, yeah, but it's mostly just terrible, terrible behavior. Right. But now we're completely irrelevant in all sports. Yeah. So is Virginia Tech. Michael Big still, he still got some class about him. But his favorite team to beat was the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Too much. Is that too, too much? Too much. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't even get it. That took me a second. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That was but sharp. Loved, he mm. loved beating the Bulldogs. Mm. <laughs> Oh, so let's review a little bit. You guys cooked last weekend in Greenwood. You both had pretty decent days. Uh, Jerry got a chicken call on the worst, or didn't get a chicken call, but had the highest score on that table all day. Won three tables. Three yeah. of his four tables, I think he won. Yeah. Won three tables and thought I'd won the fourth one until I got the scores. That happens. Yeah. yeah. That happens. Then Scully, Scully, had, Scully was in the mix. Then I looked at the rib scores. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened there with the ribs? The table? Well, the judges ate them, evidently. That was the problem. <laughs> the only thing I didn't do wrong was then bring the box back. I probably just should have put five in the box and called it a day. So. We- we we ate our uh, we we had the chicken. I ate the chicken. It was so hot when I turned it in, you couldn't eat it. So I ate it during ribs and told Josephine. I was like, "That's good. It's good as I cooked this year." Ribs were so hot, I couldn't try them till pork. I had five racks. I had five racks, and I couldn't decide what to put in the box. That was the worst feeling. Five racks. They're all good. Sometimes that's a problem. It was. So when I got the pork, I had six money muscles. I cut the first three. I took the other three and just put them in the box. And I know it's like everybody goes, no, try everything. I was no. like, you know, I couldn't know. do any better. The three, I couldn't do any better in pork. It was one of those days. And then I opened up the brisket. And, uh, yeah, that was a revelation. I have not overcooked a brisket like that in a long time. Thick, thick Ashley, to win. Ashley is my worst critic. My best critic, should I say. I shouldn't say my worst. She's my best critic. So we, she's she, hardest on you. She's and yeah, she does not mind telling me what she what she wants to say. Right. And and she's and she's usually right when it comes to my turn ins. And I'm you know, we get so involved in it that you think your stuff is gonna be good. I, I, I was there at Aiden this year. I was there yeah. at Aiden. And yeah, yep. she she don't mind pull, she don't pull any punches <laughs> with it. So no, we, we no, tried the so ribs right. and the ribs weren't Terrible. They she like you 169. up. Oh we got done, and she was like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Chicken was good. Pork was good. Brisket was, I think, really good. Ribs, I'm not sure about." She said, "Yeah, the ribs sucked. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up." And I was like, "Well, all right then." Then we didn't get a chicken call, and she was like, "Might as well sit here through this one too." And I was like, "Well, hello. Glad you came back out." <laughs> Thanks for being here. But she wasn't wrong. But I won my table in. Pork and brisket. I finished second on the table and chicken with a 174. I mean, what do you yeah. do? You know, right? So it is what it is. But we're here now. It's a different weekend. 
we're here now. Same as much more fun. Right, and now we've been joined by Greg Cross, the organizer of this contest. That's the Greg Cross. The, the Greg, Greg Cross. Cross. <laughs> Come on in, Greg. What's up, guys? Not much, buddy. How you doing? Doing fine. Doing fine. So I often say on the podcast that this is my favorite contest. He does. And you proved it again right today. Twelve times. <laughs> yes. Just amazing. Uh, Tell us a little bit about this contest and about the town. Well, this contest started as a uh, non-sanctioned backyard event um, 10 years ago. Yeah. 10th anniversary of our event. And we wanted to try it a couple years uh, to see if I felt like we could sustain a sanctioned event. We felt like we could, so uh, uh, we went ahead and started a sanctioned event eight years ago, and it's just taken off from there. 35 teams this year. 36. 36. 36. Biggest we've ever had. Biggest ever. Man, it's, again, you're up in the mountains of Virginia. You get to drive up through the mountains, see all the Virginia creeper. Beautiful drive. It's a bit of a hill. <laughs> Can't be a pain in the ass pulling a trailer. Um, but once you get here, the town couldn't be more welcoming. Uh, I've now known, how many mayors have I known now? Two or three? Two? Three. Three. I mean, I'm the mayor for these three days. Unofficially, yeah, when you pull into town, you're the unofficial mayor. Yeah. I've also referred to myself as Wise's proudest illegitimate child. (laughs) (laughs) Has Wise condoned that that, that statement? Uh, Kaner didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. (laughs) He was kind of confused. But but there, there again. Kaner's wife brought us a couple bottles of wine for our anniversary. I mean, coming here, it's seven hours from our house, but it's like coming home. I'm pretty sure Wise is seven hours from everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That blew my mind when I was talking to Chris Salisbury. It was like seven and a half. Luke was seven and a half, and we were at five. Yeah, I'm at six. So you're at six. Yeah. So I was the closest. I figured I was... Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I live in southwest Virginia. Wise is in southwest Virginia, and it's still three hours. <laughs> Which you You're in the tip. Yeah, we're, we're in the what we call now south, far southwestern far Virginia. Far southwest Virginia, okay. But, but it's that last hour should be taken off because once you leave Abington, nothing wrong with Abington. Once you get off 81 and you get right outside of Abington, all of a sudden you're driving 45 and a 55 just looking. Because it's beautiful. Yeah, you yeah. just uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's the worst sight is going and then you hit Abington city limits. You know, after that, you're done. I actually love Abington. Uh, it's a great little town. But it's, this is home. Always will be. So when I win the lotto this weekend, Powerball or whatever, $845 million, I've already decided I'm going to buy the inn. It was. You should. We're going to open. The bar, the bar will be the open bar forever. Yeah. yeah. The side restaurant will be open for breakfast every day. There you go. We really, we really need to get like a temporary event permit for that bar. Uh, that's what I, I, I figured it out. That's the truth. Let's, let's get a temporary event right, permit. Right, and we'll stock three it. Days. So they have this cool inn here that's haunted as fuck. <laughs> like there's ghosts all through that fucking place. <laughs> it is terrifying. <laughs> like when they put us in the new section of the hotel today, so happy because that part ain't haunted. Am I in the new We're section? safe, buddy. Okay. Because you're right. I haven't heard any of these damn stories before I booked. Oh, that over here? What? No bueno. No, no, I don't do that. (laughs) Like, there's you'll see women standing up there in the windows. You'll hear shit. It's bad. What? Uh, It is a registered haunted place, yes? Registered? It's been on the Ghost Hunter show. (laughs) Yes, it has. Mark Whittemore. Ghost Hunters? Come on, man. You want to be on the podcast? Has it really? What? We're we're recording the podcast. You want to tell Joe? Yeah, this is Mark Whittemore. He used to cook barbecue, now I cook steak. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, pit pod. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. Morgantown, we stop at three syllables. <laughs> we don't even say syllables. Morgantown. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we're recording this now. Good luck, Jason. And Good luck, Virginia Jason. Tech. 
Yeah, well, we had a little technical difficulty. It used to be a huge rivalry, and then we just both started kind of sucking. Right. So, uh, when you suck, it's like, who's worse? Greg, right. thanks for coming by, like us in UVA. I know yeah, you got stuff to I do. I think that's the problem. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, and you can get to Wise Virginia, we've already detailed that it is not an easy feat, but it is well worth a and drive. And it's haunted. Well worth it. And it's haunted as hell. <laughs> See, that's what it was. We were talking about I'm the ghost, you, and they fried that damn. I'm telling you, I had no idea about this, or I would, I'd rather sleep out here in the humidity and the heat than sleep in a haunted hotel. Are you serious? It was on Ghost Hunters? Yeah. Greg's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It ain't that bad. He ain't is, like it's haunted by men. It's women running around in dresses he, and stuff and chains. Y'all right? I, I tell you what, I don't know. Ask ask Kate Rogers about it. I'm not asking any damn body. <laughs> <laughs> she, she says she has when she comes down here to, for the contest that she uh, has got a friend. That, uh, I mean, made a friend out of one of them and has conversations with them. And I, I don't know. I've never. I don't sleep up there. I go home. I won't deny it either. I'll just lay there. <laughs> and I'm in the room You're not going to have those talks. Oh, you're not going to have those talks. Hey, I'm going to hey, fuck you with just, you. you, just, you <laughs> hey, you just keep talking. I know two guys I'm going to beat tomorrow. Keep on. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks for coming by, buddy. Love you, uh, Wise Virginia, everybody. you got to come cook it. Mr. Greg Cross. See, Mr. Greg you. Cross. Now we got another guest to come in. So not only does Wise Virginia bring out all the best from anywhere, but we've got an American Royal Champion with us. That's right. <laughs> Thomas Gearhart from Mudville. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. How far are you from here? Seven hours? No, I'm about five hours. Just outside of Nashville. You're close. Yeah. Man. So, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas used to host the guys that live in the same state. He's RGC. He's RGC right now. So, so, Thomas cooked in Mid-Atlantic and then moved to California. Yep. Then came to the Royal. Now tell me if I get all this right. Came to the Royal, blew up his truck. Blew up the truck. Won the Royal. Won the Royal. It's still one of my favorite barbecue memories ever. Because you won, and people were like, Who the F who is, is this? Who is this guy? <laughs> and like, we couldn't get out of awards fast enough. And we grabbed Anella from Snake River Farm. She had a golf cart. We're like, yep. You have to take us to the Mudville site right now. And I remember walking in the trailer, and you looked at me with like these big saucer eyes, and you were like, you were prepping. Yeah. And you were, I was like, dude. And you were like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, all I knew was I had another contest the next day, and like, yeah. I mean, it didn't sink in. And during Man. awards, you texted me, and you're like, holy shit, I'm watching, uh, I'm, I'm live streaming, I'm watching it. And then, uh, I had three calls at that point, and then I got a brisket call, and you texted me. You're like, I think you just won. And then, yeah, that was it. Because we didn't cook that day. That was yeah. the year we didn't cook the invite, so yeah. we, I couldn't bring myself to go to awards because it was really hard being there. Right. And, uh, but then, like, we beelined it over there. Like, couldn't wait to get there. That's crazy. Yeah. So, how, this is a question, how has that changed barbecue for you, <clears throat> if at all? Because um, you're pretty. For those of you that don't know Thomas, he's a very humble guy and one of the nicest that. guys in barbecue. Like, I appreciate that. Um, I feel like it hasn't really changed a whole lot other than um, when you win that contest, like there's a weight on your shoulders after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you let it get to you, it can really kind of ruin you. Um, you know, cooking in California, I would see Sterling Ball at every contest <laughs> and after I won he kind of pulled me aside one contest and kind of helped me navigate my way through that oh that's cool um, yeah and he, you know he didn't have to do that and he did and I'm forever in debt for him doing that and kind of helping me that first year year yeah. and a half after I won to kind of understand like hey this is how it's going to be and like you just need to let it go and just don't worry about it just do your thing yeah Man, I want to feel that pressure. <laughs> yeah, poor guy, right? right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say. I need that lecture. <laughs> I want that lecture. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm, gotta I'm, give I'm it over to here you. about to explode. I got like 8,000 pound gorillas on my back. Second, third, fourth, sixth, tenth, sixteenth at the Royal. I can't crack the ceiling like you did. Yeah. It's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I just really want to win that contest before you, Jerry. <sighs> <laughs> I just like seeing people like you, you, uh, you know you what get, yeah, you get as yeah. many as those big block trophies but that one that just says GC on it yeah. 
I'll be the first guy there to tackle your ass, but I'll tell you what, I might not let you let you back get back up. <laughs> but uh, you just brought up a good point, Brian. Going to contests, and when you see good people win, it's damn near as good as when you win. Oh, it is, yeah. It, Especially when it's their first win. Like, I get so jacked up, like in Aiden. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. You know, those guys, Smoke awesome. and Brew. I mean, I was way more excited than they were, I think. And they were pretty fired up. <laughs> they didn't realize it. No. I don't think they realized no, it. No, I was up out of my chair, and I was just, you know, hands <laughs> up over there looking across the parking lot. And they're looking at me, and I'm like, like, did he just win? You know? Yeah. And, and, and Smoke and Brew, and those guys come out of their chair. I mean, I was so fired up. I just, Swig and Pig. Yeah, oh, my gosh. in Maryville, Tennessee with, I don't know, like a – 7.14? Yeah, 7.14. I mean. Yeah, so when they won, we were in D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, Kim's, right. Kim's yes. looking at her phone and she goes, it's like she threw something in the air. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, Swig and Pig just won their first G.C. Mm-hmm. Like, we were 10 hours away going nuts, you know. When you Good was one. winning out in California, it was like, I'm a, like yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a jinx phobia guy like i can't oh, stand like if you you're a you, nightmare yeah i am you get three or four calls like i can't stand for people to turn around you know when they get to like third and they're like hey dude hey dude i can't i'm like no, no, you just did it you just did it and uh and so i try not to do that to other people but with, with swig and pig like they got their brisket call and i just walked over to their seat and i was like there is no jinx in this one because no one is close right no one is close right yeah. yeah, you're you're a ball, bag of hammers after a good cook. It's amazing. Yeah, you're like, you, and you don't have a trailer where you I'm can go hide. Yeah, you got nowhere. You're gonna have to talk to me. Was, yeah, you're gonna come beat on the trailer anyway if it was a year. I would. Yeah, you would. I love coming in there and he's hiding in the back. Go away. No, I gotta poop. I gotta poop. <laughs> That's why I've kept my trailer locked this weekend. I know. Wow. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Right. right. That's yeah. all you did. <laughs> you weren't even on my list, <laughs> buddy. Just little Luke open Frank. the door, buddy. Little Come Luke Sprang. Just a challenge accepted. Yeah. She just moved Let Tom one. take over the captain's chair here. That little R pod over there, we don't even know who that guy is. is that, <laughs> that one's getting it. Oh. <laughs> that one's <laughs> bad awakening. I mean, I don't even know if I fit in that thing. You yeah. would. If you get stuck in there, that would be great. <laughs> Why'd you get stuck in here? It's pooping. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the story that would be. What's up? Hey. I just see what it what it'd be like to hang out with royalty. Well, you're being recorded. Podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Toad in the house. Yeah, man. It's funny because they put Toad right in front of the hotel again. Hey, bro. Yeah, and yeah. people were like, "That's Charles' spot." I'm like, uh, "Negative." That was Toad Spot in the beginning. Todd actually called that. He said it down there. He goes, they still got my spot in front of the uh, (laughs) inn. I was like, I don't know about that. You know, Charles has been parked there for a long time. And I said, I already knew Chris Salisbury was in there. Next thing I know, they were directing you right in there, like bringing the 747 down the runway. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. I snuck in front of Charles last year right in front. That's right, you did. I felt special. I be real close to the bar. And then the bar's not open. Well, we it may be unconfirmed, but we'll just be starting rumors. We had Greg here earlier, and we're talking about getting a temporary event permit next year. Do we just take over the bar downstairs? Again. Right. I think we can officially confirm it here on the podcast. <laughs> then they have to do it. Right. It's been on the air now. So I think I heard Greg nod his head. The mayor said it. Greg mayor said. It. Well, look, and the mayor's only got three years left. He said he's not running again. So what the hell does he care if people don't like it? That's a good point. When I win the Powerball and I. the permit. Just get the keys. That's all we need, really. Rent it out for three days. However, did you? That woman was working that front desk earlier. Was mean. You can't check in until four. Oh yeah, she was. Okay, a bunch of other people just checked in. Yeah, I've been here for a day and a half. I don't think she actually works here. She might have been one of those spirits. Remembers you from the past. You are concerned. That place is haunted as hell, dude. Look up in wise ghost hunters. It's real. Civil War shit in the basement, like all kinds of weird stuff. Another fun fact about this contest, which I didn't find out for two weeks, my cousin Herman, on my mom's side, closest to me in age, and we're, we're like brothers, was born in Wise, Virginia. No kidding. In 1974, wow. hospital right on the hill. Your legacy. Yeah. So I am kind of the illegitimate son of Wise. <laughs> was that also a Union hospital in the 1860s? Probably. 
Well, yeah. I don't know. Where did the line? It was Richmond, but I mean, because West Virginia was kind of in the line too, right? The split. West Virginia was part of Virginia. Yes. And then the 55 counties split in 1863 to form their own state so that they could be a part of the Union. Hmm. Now, they're like, huh, what happened? <laughs> Virginia is thriving and West Virginia as a whole. <laughs> like, we love Mississippi because they keep us from being last place in everything. Oh, well. <laughs> That's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, it is. And then I went to Mississippi and I was like... I get it. Yeah, yeah. West Virginia's pretty nice. But it they is. suck worse than we do. Oh, I stayed in Mississippi one night. I was driving back from Louisiana. This is earlier this year from Memphis in May. And then recorded that class for Barbecue Champs Academy. Stopped in Mississippi. Spent the night, and it was just a harrowing experience. Like, from getting DoorDash to then that's not showing up for two hours, and it's Nine o'clock at night, and I gotta go nine o'clock at night to Popeyes, and shouldn't have done that. And then I was like, I'm getting up at like four in the morning and leaving. And I did, gone. Never been more happy to see. I don't know where I ended up in the next state: Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas. I don't know. Better than Mississippi, no place. But I'd never been to Mississippi, so that was my forty seventh state. Check that box. Yeah. There you go. So I only have three more states left. So, so you just dropped a dime on your Barbecue Champs Academy there, Sauce Ball. So you uh, announcing your formal like uh, venture into the world of online uh, it'll, meat, meat pornography. It'll be coming out in September. Yeah. And we'll be teaching all four meats, all four categories. All four KCBS categories. All four KCBS categories. Uh, yeah. Great experience filming it. It's a great experience cooking like that and having to talk through everything that you do. Makes you think, doesn't it? It makes you think, but then, like, you know, the guy that runs it, Mike Steele, great cook, great guy, amazing guy. Nobody knows this. That guy had three world records in drag racing. That guy also invented a new nitrous nozzle that really misted it that was bought by Edelbrock. Really? Wow. Yes. Smart guy. But then he started doing shit. Like, I shouldn't say all this because I should save it. But like he would, he would like dry off the piece of meat I just injected. And I'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, that's what I do." I'm like, "Who's teaching? Who's teaching? I teach it. I don't dry off my man." I gotta tell a toad story. Tell it. Tell it. One of my favorite. What, the World Food Championships. World Food Championships. This is a great story. 2016, we finaled the World Food Championships, and I'm cooking tri-tip for the first time. And not only first time, didn't know what it was at the World Food Championships. (laughs) Didn't bought it from Brian and Shannon Turner. (laughs) Didn't had to go look it up. Parking lot meat. Yeah, at the World Food Championships. Had to go look it up. Gotta love trash panda in the coolers (laughs) and cooking it on a deep south smoker. That's all you could use. So you were just as Boat far anchor. out of your box as you could possibly get. So I had a cast iron pan in there on the heat tube. It's called handicap. Smoked it till it got to like 115 and then was inside the deep south <laughs> searing that steak That's off. a pretty good plan. And and this man right here, Uncle Toad, was standing there by the fence. And he knew I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I sliced that tri-tip and he looked at it and I looked at him and he just gave me the head nod and I went, I knew it was good. <laughs> I think you won, didn't you? I, I did. <laughs> I did. We, Mir- miracles you have. I remember that. Was yeah, uh, I, we won, and I was like, man, now I love cooking tri-tip. Like, oh, it's great. It's, great it's so good. But, yeah, I remember when we won the barbecue thing, and, uh, you know, we're all geeking out, and Brian and Shannon came over and said congratulations, and Brian's like, what are you going to cook tomorrow? I was like, dude. We were driving to New Orleans tomorrow for beignets and coffee. And then we were stopping at the shed and have lunch. Like, we were not planning on cooking. And he goes, well, what are you going to cook? I'm like, he's like, I've got three wacky tri-tips. I'm like, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of it. (laughs) What's that? What's that? And I'll take it. And we, we went back to the hotel that night. And honest to God, four hours of research. Just on and calling people, like called Diva Q, 
and asked her about stuff and just anybody we could think of that had experience doing that we call she is an encyclopedia yeah. of recipes she knows a lot of stuff yeah. and she she definitely uh, what's that so we've got some kids What's on that? bicycles here What's that are spraying that? the cops rare, with rare. Rare. super soaker water guns. Super soaker water guns. Hold live. These guys, are, get arrested. these guys are on a mission. Go spray them again. Go, go get them. Am I allowed to spray one of you? No. 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 There's a computer right here. <laughs> well, just here. Absolutely not. Go spray the policemen. Yeah. They like it. Yeah. Wow. Especially if you get the radio. Tell them Luke, the mayor, said you could do it. <laughs> This is the best podcast Mayor ever. Mayor said. Mayor said. Mayor said. We've got a royal champion. Toad made an appearance. Yep. The de facto mayor. And now we've got kids getting ready to go soak down cops. <laughs> On the streets of Wise Virginia. On the streets of Wise Virginia. Love Wise. Love Wise. Because Luke told them they could. <laughs> Pretty sure that Did was Jerry. You? That will be awesome. Because Mr. Bean. Hey, that big guy in the mirror that's the, the mayor down there said we could soak you. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna talk with him. Right. Who's that guy? <laughs> no, the real man. Man, I love coming down here. You so guys were having you. a great conversation just a little while ago about having a trailer and the comfort level. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a good this one. It's called a Segway. Segway. G likes to keep us on schedule. Not like the one she wants right. to do. Segway. <laughs> She's uh Yeah, so we were talking earlier about you know, Scully didn't bring his RV this weekend. Well, light and fast, baby. Because he's light and fast, but he didn't want me to poop in his third trailer. Although he would be the first person who I've gotten three tings on. So it would be kind of a distinguished... <laughs> let's, let's be honest. That's going to happen. I'm, You're just going to let it. I mean, you should. You know I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, yeah. And you never lock your shit up. You're uh, real bad about it. I, I, I'm starting that now. <laughs> FYI, everybody listening. It's... it's <laughs> It's going to always be locked. <laughs> Let's see. Part is Thomas, you set, set really... A trap, set a trap on him. Like, <laughs> I've set here, myself up. Plastic wrap Thomas has set himself like up. He has yeah. a new trailer too, doesn't he? I do. He set yeah, himself up real bad. Diaper. <laughs> because out of the four of us that are... Five of us that are sitting here, I pooped in Jerry's trailer. I've pooped in two of Brian's trailers. I've definitely pooped in your trailer. Mm. Hypes' trailer. And then you just let it out. I might as well just invite you over tomorrow morning whenever you're just ready. Just get it out of the way. It's really the, the yeah. best yeah. policy just to just yeah. let it happen. Yeah. Uh, my favorite ghost poop, though, and for those of you who don't know what a ghost poop is, I like to sneak into other people's RVs <laughs> and poop in their trailer and then leave and then tell them that I pooped in their trailer. It's not malicious. I don't leave a mess. It's just it's just what I do. Anyway. It's what I do. Ghost poop in the hotel. Some now, sometimes, some people fish. Sometimes, somebody does houses. something to prompt a ghost poop. <laughs> so we were in West Virginia cooking almost heaven. And Justin Holt from Holt Brothers comes up, and I'm talking to like eight judges, and comes up and flicks me in the nipple. Oh. Hard. <laughs> and first of all, that irritates me anyway. Like, my fist balls up. Yeah. And I looked at him, and I was like, what? I'm going to hit you. And I feel bad saying that, because I don't want to hit him. Right. Nice guy. But the first thing that came up in my mind was, I am pooping in that trailer tomorrow morning. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and the ALEA guys are right next to us, and we're cooking and cooking, and 7 o'clock comes, and it's breakfast time, and I see him and his his uncle leave for breakfast, and I went, oh, this isn't even going to be the normal ghost poop, which is you go in, you go in, you do your business, you get out, because mm-hmm. you're on a time. I went in there and did the wordle. Oh, send an email. Oh, yeah. Send an email. Check the weather. And then it did a Facebook Live right outside his trailer <laughs> talking about what I just did. You, you should have selfied that one. Yeah, see, I, mean, I have a problem with that. Just to text it to uh, yeah. That's not appropriate. You have to draw the line. I didn't say I wanted it. He could have sent it to Justin. Uh, you got to remember, this is the man who's, who's, who's seen Luke come out on a, on a wise Virginia night Friday morning. Ooh. Ooh. Nothing but ice cream underwear. That's wow. not, you know, that happened. There's a couple wow. things you just don't you just don't want to have happen. Mm. Self poopies or nothing like that. I would say. So and I'm not a big fan of bathroom photographs. Like the real question though was it a cone or a cup? Oh, uh, it was cones. Oh. God knows, and that, it just stuck in my head. It's indelible. Yeah. Hurt in there. The like irony a tattoo. Oh. That is soft I got my Jerry underwear oh, on. Oh no, you didn't. The you didn't wear them on the wrong day, so you ain't winning. Oh no, these aren't a. This is a Friday underwear, not a Saturday. Oh, that's a Saturday. Not for you, it might be. Two for three. 
Oh, wow. Are they getting worn tomorrow? Are they getting worn tomorrow? What's you done? We're going to, Brian and I are going to go steal them. <laughs> in the middle of the street. I'm going to tell you, I, whatever, I'm not, I'm whatever odds things. I can get in my favor, stealing I'll do it. Stealing dudes' underwears is probably not high on my list of things I want to try to do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can play a lot of jokes, but like do surfing you, for some dude's underwear, man, is not. Uh, do you understand what tonight's going to be like? Because he's in the room right next to us. And I'm going to be in there, in there going, Brian, Brian. What's up? I just want to let you know there's still a lot of food people comes in. Perfect strangers just bother you for no reason at all. For what? Oh, <laughs> you're on the podcast now. How you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's Miller time. There you go, bud. Yeah. I'm sorry, have a blessed day. Oh, no, you're good. I'm down there at the Freemason Lodge. I'm, okay. I'm tired. I'm helping everybody up and down. So if you see me, you need something. Let me know. All right. Thank you. you know, you're the second person. Sir. You're the second person to offer that here in Wise. Kaner did it earlier. What's oh, everybody does. Wayland, Mike Wayland. Hi, Mike Wayland. Nice Wayland. to meet you. Uh, I'm coming up with a list of the you weirdest shit in the <laughs> world. Thank you, definitely. Yes. I mean, can you find a zippered ball gag in Wise? Said I, said I could ask for anything. Is that a question or a challenge? <laughs> so funny you story, have one in your trailer, <laughs> don't you? Well, funny I'm story about that, like asking for stuff Whoa. when somebody goes to the store. This is like when you need to yes. break the commercial right now. <laughs> right. Break the commercial. Now brought to you by Barbecue Data in the Kansas City Barbecue Store. <laughs> Get a 10% discount with the words pod. <laughs> you do. <know. laughs> <laughs> 15% with the words ball gag. <laughs> oh, that might have to happen. <laughs> so we were in Myrtle Beach. We cooked the Myrtle Beach contest Labor Day weekend, and then a bunch of us went over to Pirateland Campground and stayed mm-hmm. until Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. It was uh, I think it was Rasmussen, Andrew Rasmussen, Smoke uh, Smokehouse Mafia. Went. He was going to go to the grocery store to pick up some things. Anybody need anything? Of course. I think Scott Adams with sauce was pretty sauced at the time, and he was like, "I need some lube and condoms." So Andrew leaves. You know, nobody thinks none the wiser. Dude comes back with two different lubes and four different condoms. He was like, I didn't know what size you were, but I got you covered. And we're all laughing about it. Well, Scott is kind of a, you know, he had his intricacies. You remember that stuff. And uh, so when we got ready to leave Monday, we took the lube and the ball hitch on his RV that he hooked his uh, trailer to. We covered it in the lube and then put a lubricated condom on top of it, on the ball. And then put lube up into the receiver of his thing. That dude was so pissed because then he was like all sticky, slimy, gooey, and covered in sand. (laughs) That's a great story. We were all laughing. He's fuming. What are you fuckers laughing at? This is not funny. How in the hell am I supposed to hook up my trailer? I don't know. Spit on it. (laughs) Buy dinner first. So here's a good question, Thomas, for you. Yeah. Uh, You've now... You're now cooked in, since I've known you, two different, three different areas yeah. now. East Coast, for me, has always been extremely competitive in terms of everyone's mindset, everyone, you know, fixating on this, not a lot of hanging out. What, how does that compare to, like, California and now Tennessee? <clears throat> I would say uh, I'm always proud to say that I cut my teeth in MABA, Always. Uh, because I agree, like, it's super competitive. Every weekend you go cook in Mava, like, you know you're going to cook against the best. Um, California's got a different vibe, just, like, by the nature of the atmosphere and the people there in general. Like, it's much more laid back. I mean, you've cooked King of the Smoker and yeah. stuff like that before, so you kind of understand the gist and the vibe of the state. But, um, like, I would also say don't sleep on California. Like, there's some there's some, there's some badasses out there. There's some badasses there, right? out there. Um, the yeah, the genies out. Oh, you got Steph. Genie. You got you got Sterling. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on about California cooks. Like, don't sleep on California. And if you ever want to challenge yourself and you cook in a different part of the state or a different part of the country, go out to California and see how you do out there. It's that's funny you brought that up because one of Kim and I's things is to cook in a different state every year. And I don't know that we'll get it done this year. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we're up to like 33. No kidding. Yeah. Seriously? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Wow. We've cooked in a lot of places, especially up in the Northeast. Yeah. Uh, started tackling Midwest stuff. Um, I think next year 
might be California. I'd like to do go do California, but I also need those two states. I need Montana and South Dakota, or South Dakota or North Dakota. Been to North Dakota now. I was born South in North Dakota. There can't be any contests up there. You were born in North Dakota. I was born in North Dakota. No shit. Yeah. Man, you're like a <clears throat> onion. I get around. Yeah. Yeah. You got layers. Yeah. <laughs> so Thomas, a question. You, yes, were, you were talking about don't sleep on the teams out there and, and being as you cooked in, you know, East Coast with Maba. Midwest, you yeah. know, Nashville area, and California. I get asked the question all the time by people that don't know what we do. How do you know what to cook when you go where? And I get, and and I typically don't change anything. Like I, I have to see a pattern of something before yeah. I kind of adjust anything. Do you find that cooking from East Coast, Midwest to West Coast, the flavor profiles or anything there? You just kind of run your program and I, I, I just know. run my program and and make very small. Yeah. minor adjustments yeah because the thing is is like sterling ball has all his incredible lines of rubs out yep. there and people here use them so it's amazing to me if i hear somebody go out there and they want to change their stuff up and i'm like so you use the west coast man sterling balls products here but you yeah. go out there and think you need to use something different no you know that's that's a yeah. little weird yeah i'll you tell know. you the one thing i did change uh when i moved from virginia to california I was cooking, I was using uh, Steffi style on chicken. Yeah. They hated it out there. They hated it. Too spicy? I don't know if it was too spicy. I don't know, I don't I don't know what it was. They just they just didn't like it, and so I stopped using it. I've since started using it again in Tennessee, and it's doing pretty good. So. But also, For the most part, sorry. For the most part, no. yeah, I didn't, I didn't really change it. So you're not a changer, Brian. No. You're not a changer. No. You just cook here. Right. Being sexy and I, I'm just a hanger on in this crew. I'm just listening to you guys talk. Wow, that's hype. He's walking around with his guns out I, earlier. He does right. He had the muscle shirt yeah. on. Don't let him sleep. He's tank talking. Look at all. I'm, yeah, he he looked at me. He goes, some people know me as the illustrated man. He's got so many tattoos. It's true. But Jerry, you love changing shit based on where you're going. I change shit every week. Here's the thing. That's what keeps Jerry focused. I've cooked around Jerry enough. That if he did the same shit week in and week out, he'd get be bored, bored, and he'd sit on he'd sit on that porch over there in that and then we'd all chair, be just whatever that chair, king of the smoker chair, whatever it is, and <laughs> you know he'd get lost. The next thing you know, he'd be like, "Shit, I got to turn chicken in." <laughs> I think he has to change to keep himself focused because he doesn't know what he needs to do next. That's just my that's my theory because I've cooked around him enough and I've watched it. I can tell when he's doing the same thing over and over and over again because he gets complacent and. The reason I can notice that is because I know me. I don't change. Right. But that's what I love about my stick burners. It kept me right here, and I had to. Constantly you have to change be, constantly. I had to be thinking about. It. Right. I'm not changing recipes or timelines and shit, but I, I have to be thinking about it. And that's what I love about the stick burner. But, but I love my gravity feeds in the backwoods when I had it. But man, on a Saturday morning, it was nothing for me to go walk around 45 minutes to an hour, and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to wrap ribs 30 minutes ago. <laughs> you know. I think the best was was about five years ago. Luke cooked, I mean, two or three contests, and I started the program like I would I would put my meat on at five, and then the next contest I'd be at six fifteen. Then I'd turn around and man, five forty five the next, and Luke was getting so pissed. I I, I think I'd won a couple like that, mm-hmm. and um, he's just like, "How the f are you doing?" You can it? say five. And it it's was fine. just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It was like gut feeling it's like this is what i wanted to do today <laughs> I, well, I mean the whole goal was as long as it gets done on time and with the tenderness and all that you want it doesn't matter when you start i i don't have the discipline it running. takes sorry, to just my attention what to happened there's a large man running over here so sorry you got me <laughs> too yeah, right? <laughs> you saw what i saw yeah Stephen saw it. A large man is running with some parsley like a bear's oh, after him. I got to get, oh, get wow. this guy. That was Jason with all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Why was he running with parsley? I don't, I don't know. That's what I was I didn't know he could run. They must be doing some content. But I think, I think the thing about it is, oh, is that. Oh, yeah, steak shit. The, the thing about the changes is that is that I play odds. That's the one thing is I figure out the odds. When you start looking, it's like South Carolina last week, we were completely at odds. You had six different barbecue states and associations yeah. so it's just like barbecue bingo where you're going to land 76 I mean, so yeah. exactly so you're <clears> just <throat> trying to figure out like 
I think Tuffy Stone said it, the most non-offensive barbecue I could produce that's yeah. tender and on point. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like looked at, but then I'm like, okay, now you got to put a jerry on it, so where do I want to go today? <laughs> do I want to go with, and then Luke knows, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, like about four or five years ago, I was ringing up chicken like it was nobody's business. Luke couldn't figure it out. I wouldn't let him taste my chicken, and one day I put a piece of chicken on his smoker. He never said a fucking word to me. And then at the end of the contest, he looks at me and he goes, your chicken was okay. Kim didn't like it. It was too hot. And I was like, whatever. And I, I like 180 chicken that day. You know? And I said, welcome to Nashville Hot Chicken, bitch. And, uh, and, and, and Luke, Luke laughed about it, but he would, he would be sitting there and I would get a call. Like I was ringing him up and Luke would look at me and he'd go, Nashville Hot? I said, damn right. And I mean, it was hot. But that's what they wanted. They wanted yeah. something hot. And I was just gambling. So I got to the point where I got like four comment cards. They're like, this is the hottest thing I ever ate in my life. And then I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. But Luke, Luke was there for that the Nashville hot chicken. Yeah. I mean, we we had fun with it. But he ate my chicken. He goes, it's meh. And it was meh. But it was like what Tuffy said. It was good, yeah. It was the most non-offensive thing that nope. you wanted to take a second bite. Couldn't hurt it. So we were laughing about it. It's so. funny, though. We all have that shit with different people. Like Brian and I. Used to cook a similar rib. I'm not sure what he's doing now, but like every time I would, he would get like sixth ribs. I'd get fifth or fourth. Oh, and I, he'd look yeah, at me, yeah. and I just look at him and go to the nuts. Yeah. I get, get a fifth place rib call, and I was like, I got his ass today. Fourth place, old Virginia. I'm like, God bless it. And I look at him to the nuts. I'm like, damn. That brings back one of the wise. This is all barbecue. It's one of our oh. favorite wise stores. My favorite wise. Oh, this is, is a steak. The steak. <laughs> so <laughs> we we cooked, good time. We cooked the SCA event here. It's the first one. It was what like five years ago, six yeah. years ago, or something. Five. And it was my first SCA. Was it your first? Did second. You second SCA. So we had no fucking clue what we were supposed to do. <laughs> so. I knew you were supposed to tie it up, supposed to look around. I knew it was supposed to be medium, you know. We had no clue. They had no cards that didn't tell you what to do. I didn't know what to put on it. So I put on my red rub and my beef rub, and I was like, fucking roll the bones. And we cooked it right here in the middle and, of the street. And we were in the middle of the street talking shit the whole time. And, I mean, people were coming up. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, it was back and forth. You know, I'm going to beat your ass today and da-da-da. And, and it was uh, nonstop for, like, two hours. I mean, it was it was oh. great. It oh, was, I was it there. Was, that was hilarious. It, it was, it was, made, it was made, made for TV stuff. Greg was here. He was in the middle of it. And everybody else was here just laughing it up. So we cook. We turn in. And we go to awards. Then we have a bet. Yeah, it was retire. Whoever lost, retire. Had to retire from steak cook-off. Because the, the joke was, neither one of us were going to fucking call. There was right. no way. It was our first contest, second contest. And we openly and made got, fun of steak contests. And, then, like, and, and they had all these ser- the serious cookers were here. You know, the serious cookers. Oh. And, I mean, man, we didn't even know the rules. That was the cool <laughs> thing about SCA at the time. You could just literally cook a steak. And we literally could win. had no idea what we had were no doing. Clue. I mean, we knew the rules was turn it in at this time and make oh. sure... Make sure it was recording. Make sure it was. So you guys back. should come back. No, so, come. So be we, recorded. Uh, so we, we, we go to awards <laughs> and we're sitting there and they call out those numbers, you know, and um, they're calling out the numbers and they go down, you know, and they get down to number two. Don't get my computer wet. And uh, when they get down to number two, they turn around and they go like five eight one two, and Luke goes. Holy shit, that's me! <laughs> and points at me. He goes. I point at him. Got your ass. Got your ass. And I was like, God damn. I mean, it doesn't matter. It was yeah. like marbles, basketball, horse, whatever. You know, it's like, fucking Luke beat me. God damn it. I was pissed. Luke goes up there. Greg's giving him the bear hug. And I'm like, oh, you know, and you're all, yeah. Luke's still up there. And finally, they call out the guy who won it, the person who won it. They call out the fucking number. And they're like eight seven four two, and everybody's sitting around like eight seven four two. And, and at the time, Roxanne was cooking with me, my sister. She goes, "Hey, dumbass, you just won." I said, "Bullshit!" And I looked down. Oh, eight seven four two. I'm still, I'm still He's up on the there. Stage. And I go, "No!" Oh, I was like, "The awesome. one person I had to beat." One person he has to beat. Big man one. hits the floor. Big man hits I the floor. I fall down <laughs> laughing so hard, and all these serious steak cooks were. Oh, oh we're making so a mad. we're making hash Mockery. out of it, and they're like, Mockery. these two dickheads, <laughs> just Crush yelling at each other in the middle of the street, just just went one two, 
And we, we went to the bar, and we got drunk and laughed about that shit for hours. And then cook- you win the lottery tomorrow and buy the bar. We'll tell the story again next year. We might bar. name it SCA Steak Cook-Off Bar. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> That'd be a great name. Not really. Name it SCA 1-2. This is not just, uh, yeah. I think it was the first time that steak has been brought up on the podcast, so let's just knock that off right now. Uh, <laughs> Still one of the best stories. The next year, they a great story. Story. the next year it got to the point where we had a ring. We had a ring. Out we there. had a ring. You know, and put I was the girls like, in the I was, ring. I was actually coming out with the Ric Flair robe, boa, and, 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 and wrestling boots. You know, in the tidy whitey. I mean, it was. Oh, I was coming with on. the wrestling tights, like Woo! the shit was on. It got to that serious, and then it, 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 it didn't get that serious. No, we had the ring, we, and then we didn't. Get calls with No, actually, I, I got called. You did. I well, why do you remember all that shit? Because I've only cooked three times and here and got called three times. I Didn't you go to the world that year? Went to the World Food Championship. Had no clue what I was doing. Oh, the World Steak Championship. Steak, yeah, steak, steak. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You do steak, Thomas? I've done one. I did it in Fredericksburg in like 2000, probably 18. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no thanks. Right, I'm, I'm, I hate so cooking I, a steak. There's wrong. very few people that <laughs> that really cook competitive barbecue, like I, let's just say KCBS, yeah. and do the SEAs seriously. There's, have y'all there's, seen anyone that uh, sleep? No, sleep? Uh, no. There's really very few that actually do both and do daughter. both well. But I've got some good friends of mine she that do SCA only, yeah, and they do well. But they have zero interest in KCBS. I mean, I think it's just kind of whatever your niche is. Like, exactly. You know, I've cooked a couple of them, and I've gone and done one just solely by itself. And to me, for me, it's not near the fun of KCBS. Like, if steak's your thing, but I got buddies I, of mine, and that's what they do, and they do yeah. it well, and they have the biggest time in the yeah. world. And they've gone and done one or two KCBS, and they're like, we just don't like that. See, it, it was always sauce. just it was an amusement for me. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, it's there. Right. And whatever, I'll cook it. Like, my my old buddy Sam Clatterbuck, he's a KCBS judge. Like, if he was judging that weekend, but he wasn't doing steak judging, I would take him to the steak meeting with me, and then they'd do the steak draft, whatever, and I'd send Sam to go pick my steaks. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got a guy for that. I got a guy. And Sam had a shirt that said, Luke's Steak Guy. Did he really? <laughs> and he would go pick my steaks, and people were like, "That is fantastic." You're not taking this seriously. I'm like, "No, I'm not." I think that's part of it. You don't take it seriously, and you, uh, I've done that in barbecue. It's just, you know, it's like, wow, one, and I think steaks the same way. I thought I, I do like the steak because all five of us could sit down around a ranch griddle and freaking Absolutely. cook a steak. Right, and, and that would be, you know what, brown dude? liquor and, and, and turn it in and, and have a $20 side bet and have a ball. If you I, told, tell you, I think that's the one thing I do, one of the things I do like about the SEA is the fact that you don't have to have separate <laughs> cook spots, cookers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We could literally yeah. take a Weber Rancher yeah. and five, six of us cook on it, turn it in, then cook our secondary steaks, and judge it ourselves, and throw forty bucks, fifty bucks, hundred bucks in the pot, just amongst It'll us. Be fun. And Here just say, all right, we're gonna all judge independently, and so, know, and whoever wins yeah. gets the pot, half the pot, and whoever wins up there gets half. The, yep. You know, that's the what that's for me. That's a great thing about the SCA. You know, but if it's not your niche, it's not your niche. So cooking in the call, Kansas had to go out and do this contest once, and they signed up all the. This was back when the barbecue league was doing that thing. Oh yeah. And they signed all of us up for the state contest and didn't tell us. Oh. So we're all there. Nobody's got nothing. No grills. No nothing. It's so all them had drums. They had grills. Me, well, me, <laughs> and, good to go. me, good. me and Lucky <laughs> and Darren. <laughs> well, me, Lucky, and Darren, nobody had anything. We had a solar stove. So we put some charcoal in the solar stove. Hell yeah. A couple sticks of pecan and a jambo... Great. Microwave shelf. <laughs> put it down there. Got some grill grates. Put them down on there, and we all three cooked on that solo stove. <laughs> Lucky got a call. Did he really? Lucky gets a call. Has to go up to the stage. And they're like, "What'd you cook it on?" He goes, "Solo, solo stove." <laughs> <laughs> and again, like a bunch of the serious people were like, "Come yeah. on." Yeah. 
they they lost their ass and he's like solo stove and people are like you didn't cook it on solo stove and me and Darren were like no we all three did mm-hmm. like that was the only option we had we all and we all used the same seasoning at that time it was triple secret stash from Papa's which is now their brisket and competition rub and uh, we used to use solo stove. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna make a bet right now. Oh shit! Anybody can take it; they cannot take it. Ooh. The next contest we're all at, you're not cooking Galax next weekend. God knows. Yeah, my man. I'll be there, but I'm not gonna do the SEA. Oh. You do Galax. The, the next contest, all three of us are at. If you're there, you're there. Yes. All five of us, whoever's there, let's do the SEA. Let's throw a hundred bucks in a side pot, and let's half, find a ranch kettle. Let's, let's do half goes to the our choice for the winner and the other half goes to the SCA results winner. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. If five of us on five hundred bucks. Two fifty on the side. Do we have to cook on a solo stuff? I'm, I'm the guy that's trying to get I'm a twenty dollar side bet with Luke on chicken tomorrow. Because <laughs> he got one with Rusty <laughs> over here. And they're all getting a bet, and I'm like, I want in. And then them two were looking at me like me and Rusty have a side bet. Yeah, you got the yeah, y'all had that bourbon that bourbon side bet. Last night, yeah, don't don't worry. That. twenty dollars side bet, and I was like, I want some of that, and y'all were like looking at me like red haired stepchild. You ain't dancing with us. I was like, come on. I have a side bet with Rusty about chicken. You do? Oh, you forgot? Yep. Yeah, Rusty may have to. This is the best part about That's it. That's a good point. Kim cooks Luke's chicken. Oh. Kim never confirmed it, but you were whoa, betting whoa, whoa, Kim whoa. and kept. But I already <laughs> can tell you, little <laughs> G, little G's like. Fucking bring it, make it for I'm, I'm here to tell you, if I'm betting on either one of them, a little G. I'm betting on G. I'm taking side bet on I'm forty. Betting on G. That's what I should have done. Say yep. instead of putting my twenty in, like I want to get in, I'm, I'm gonna put on twenty G. on G. See if Rusty yep. will cover it too. I'm betting on G. If I'm betting on those two, I'm betting on G. Thank y'all. Never not. It's funny because even Timmy calls her. He goes, "You're the best drum cook in the world." Yeah. She's like, you sit there and you work that thing, and it never varies. You can't distract her. Not that I've tried to distract her. Oh, well, I haven't I tried to distract say, her. But I've seen you I sit right there. Dog, there. You stand I, like no, double no, dog dare no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, not the double dog dare. I might have, oh, a, yeah, pair. Uh, I might have a pair, dare. but they're nowhere near that large. But, <laughs> <laughs> not that I've tried to distract her, but I've seen you sit there, and I'm like, man, you couldn't get her to squirrel for nothing in this world. Nope. She's just sitting right there. Yep. On it. And that needle, I'm, I'm telling you, needles up's 300, 298, she's adjusting something. Oh, it's got to be perfect. 302, she's adjusting again. She doesn't miss. I just want her to come build my boxes. Not the part, not the greenery part. Like, I'm talking about the turnings. Oh, God. Jesus There's Christ. nobody better in the world. Pinehurst? Yeah. We, You know, we exchange food? Yeah. I was going in there, like, I'm getting my shit done in turn, because I was solo. I was by myself, so I got to get a little, out a little ahead of it. Yeah. And I'm taking my ribs over there, taking my pork over there, and she's up on that stool. And I'm looking at the boxes, and I'm like, Jesus, no wonder. How do we – we don't stand a chance. Definitely not an appearance. Have you ever gotten an eight? Unfortunately, She gets yes. more eights than I do when I do it by myself. You bullshit. shut your mouth. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. I call bullshit right now, and that's not on barbecue day. No, that's he loves to give me crap for Listen, that. Listen, every time that I'm by myself, I always take a picture of it because I always get straight nines in appearance because – and this is a product of your environment. If I fuck that up, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I have to perform. If I don't make it right. Well, I'll tell you, I, I have not seen the boxes you've built, but I've seen the boxes she's built. They're way better than what I do. I, I, I will 100% give credit to, like, doing that with her. Like, to not have to worry about that part and clear my brain. Yeah. That's what it means when having a good team. You can teammate. jump to the next category. It, like, yeah. it's I'm, finishing. Oh or, or I'm doing dishes. Yeah. At, at some point, you do have to look at her and start, be like, stop fiddle fucking around. There's yeah. a bourbon inside the trailer. Elijah Craig. Are you on the vodka train, Scully? Yeah. That's my guy. That's yeah, great. Well, you got a big watch Elijah on, Craig. too. That's just a citizen. Wow. Are you one of them watch guys? Yeah. Oh, you're a bastard. <laughs> you and Joe Pierce. Yeah, Joe Pierce, big watch guy. Is he really? Oh, Rolex. He and I have never talked about that. Oh, you need to. He loves getting Rolexes now. Really? That's his thing. So I downloaded a Rolex face for my my Apple Watch, <laughs> and I said, "Hey, man, look, I got my Rolex on too." He's like, "You're you're weird." I'm like, "Yeah, watch is not important to me. You need to know the time. You don't have to wear watches." I do when I cook. Yeah. yeah. Apple Watch. No, it's not an Apple. It's a big uh, Sunto. 
Uh. Watch that I used to wear when I was in the army. And, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I always forget. Hey, folks, it's producer Chris. That is the end of part one. We will have part two coming out in just a few days. You're not going to want to miss the rest of this amazing conversation with so many wonderful pitmasters in Wise, Virginia. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Old Virginia.